Well, my friends, we're knocking down the door. Here we are, Unapologetically You, Episode 4. And hopefully many more to come. You know, I hope that one day I'll be saying Episode 500. Um, a few people have asked as well. Um, absolutely plans to eventually get to some interview-based episodes as well. Uh, to bring on guests and different people with opinions and to have some very stimulating conversations. I was trying to create the lowest possible barriers to entry to start. And that's what episode four is about, right? The idea that complexity is the enemy of execution. Because we let a lot of these ideas live in our mind. And if you want to know where a lot of the great ideas are, I'm going to encourage you to go to a cemetery And I'm going to encourage you to sit in silence and listen to the whispers of everybody who left this world with their music in them. Wayne Dyer talks about this. Wayne Dyer talks about the concept of not dying with your music in you. You know, those ideas that you had that you just always kept yourself because your mind made up a story of why you shouldn't share that with the world. My encouragement is this, is that if it is coming from pure and positive intention, and your intention is pure, then share and share away. Whether you have zero listeners or a billion listeners, zero views or all the views, no likes or all the likes, it's really irrelevant. Because if you're sharing a message from the purity of your heart with the intention of helping and being of service and just putting something out there, then not only should I say that you should think about it, I'm going to say that you must. You, We must. We must share what we believe is our authentic truth and let that encourage other people to do the same. That's, to me, what it's all about. Marianne Williamson talks about it beautifully. You know, our biggest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our biggest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. And that by letting our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. And imagine that you are writing metaphorical permission slips for other people by virtue of the fact that you're letting your light shine. Because when you do that, others will notice, I promise you. And you'll encourage them to step out of their own self-constructed comfort zone. Remember, we're also in the construction business, so we've constructed our own little comfort zones. Hey, come on down to my comfort zone. It's what I call my comfort home. And I even took out a metaphorical cosmic comfort loan to finance this very comfort zone. And I'm paying that back over the rest of my life. But hell, I'll be comfortable as shit. But you know what exists on the other side of discomfort? everything you ever wanted times a million because you haven't even experienced it yet. You know, this um, wise young woman once said to me, John, I am so grateful for everything in my life that I haven't even experienced yet because my limited mind has no clue what's coming my way. And as I hold space and sit in the state of gratitude, the ultimate state of receivership. And I start to feel what it's going to be like to receive mysteries, mysterious gifts from the universe. And remember, the universe is a manifestation of the all-loving God. What do you think God's going to deliver? Gifts of beauty and love that you, you, you have no clue. Like, just sit with that for a second. Oh, man. Like, how nice is that? How nice is that? And that's just really, take it as permission. 
Taking his permission to know that there are so many amazing things coming into your life and you have no clue yet. And yeah, there's also going to be maybe some adversity and some challenges. But who's going to meet those challenges is a stronger version of yourself. So without getting off on too much of a tangent, this episode is about starting. It's about creating the lowest possible barriers to entry. It's about the idea that complexity is the enemy of all execution. It's like, well, I need the perfect... Let's take this podcast as an example. You know, well, I need the perfect photography and I need the perfect cover and I need the perfect intro music and the perfect outro music and I've got the best microphone and I got to have a podcast studio. I need to hire someone to do it. I don't have time to learn how to do it. And then you know what I said? Fuck it. I'm literally recording right now from voice memos on my phone. Um, I am sitting in a room just talking into my phone. And you know what? Yeah, I will uh, upgrade eventually, you know, as I get maybe through 10 episodes. Okay, well, let's maybe start to improve and deliver a more quality experience. Maybe get some photographic art or put it on a few more platforms. But you know what? This is how we're starting. It's like you should go watch the first ever video made on YouTube. It was the creator of YouTube at the zoo just like filming. I think it was like a zebra or horse or something at the zoo. It's like, hey, me at the zoo. And look what YouTube's grown into. But if the idea and concept would have been, well, you know, I'll start YouTube when I have every algorithm and income stream and everything figured out. And, uh, you know, there's reels and all these other concepts and thumbnails and, you know, people can monetize. And it's like, no, it's like I'm going to create a forum where I'm going to upload a video to the Internet and I'm going to grow it from there. You know, treat your Treat your mission, your art, whatever it is, like you're literally tending to a newborn baby. And here's what's so interesting. When you watch a baby evolve, most parents aren't thinking like, oh, man, like, okay, well, when the baby's eight months, then I'm going to get it this and it's 12 months, I'm going to get it this. Like you're so anchored to the present moment of your beautiful child. Like I even look at my nephew. I have a little nephew. His name's Hendrix. He's going to be five years old. And like, I I remember my sister posted this video that Jordan Peterson put up about how like the first four years of your child's life just go by like that. And isn't it true? Like, dude's going to be five soon. And I have photos of him on my phone. I was looking at the other day, the most adorable, gorgeous baby. And I know everybody's baby is apparently gorgeous and adorable, but this is based in factual evidence, like truly just a handsome little boy. And like, I look at him now, I'm like, wow, you've just evolved. Like you've just evolved. But in the absence of complexity, complexity would be the enemy of a child's evolution. When you think about it, right? The more complexities you have on how a child can evolve, sir, it's eight months and you haven't spoken. You haven't walked. You don't have a sin number. What the hell's wrong with you? You're going back into your mother's fetus where you will live in eternity. It's like, no, it just unfolds as it unfolds. And you can make changes and augmentations around the way and little shifts. And, you know, everybody's learning how to parent in motion. But we don't try to make it super complex. We show up and we be present. We take feedback. We make changes on the fly. And, like, just just feel into the absence of pressure when you're trying to create. The most creative version of you that operates under the mantra and understands that complexity is the enemy of execution, it gives you a sense of reprieve. 
Because it's all about frequency, right? So if you're on the frequency of, hey, I'm taking the pressure off myself. I'm just showing up in a state of love and gratitude to try and produce something, whether it's music, artwork, legal documentation, athletics, loving relationships, anything. I'm showing up in the absence of self-created pressure. When you want to put a new living room set in your living room, you first have to create space. You have to remove the old one. If you blow up a metaphorical balloon all the way to maximum threshold, there's a very high chance it's going to pop. You can still build beautiful balloon animals when the metaphorical balloon isn't blown all the way up. You leave a little bit of space, a little bit of space, room for expansion. And in the absence of that pressure comes this. (sighs) You know when you get a full breath and you can actually breathe it through? That's where you create your magic. That's where you anchor into the present moment. Not when you're super stressed and making things so complex and erroneous with a million different steps and how everything needs to be so perfect in quote unquote your mind. Because remember, it's your ego that's stepping up and saying, oh, this has to be perfect. And until it's perfect, it won't be good enough to be released. First of all, who defines perfection? Your limited self, your ego. This version of you that thinks everything has to be a specific way for you to be loved and accepted. Remember this, not everybody's going to like your craft. Not everybody's going to like your art. I hope some people fucking hate what you do. Because the more people that don't like it, the more you know you're on to something. Because there will be people along the way who can't stand what you're doing. They can't stand that you're authentically aligning with your truth. They can't stand that you're trying to put love and beauty into the world. They know who you are quote unquote, they boxed you in. Oh, John Bloomberg, that deplorable piece of shit with his little podcast. Now, fuck that guy. Ugh, do you believe this shit that Bloomberg's putting out there? You know that same John Bloomberg, that fucking asshole? Those stories don't even go through my mind anymore because I know that I'm doing this from the purity of my heart unequivocally with zero expectation, zero expectation, none. I'm just putting out a positive message, one that I deem to be positive, that I hope can have some impact. I'm going to be open for suggestions and feedback so I can make changes as I go. But I'm not going to stop producing the podcast, waiting for all those perfect changes because I've spent my whole life doing that. I've actually, considering the amount of fuck-ups I've had in my life (laughs) and, you know, the ups and downs, I've actually played it pretty safe overall. Right. I've kind of played within this zone and I've lived in a lot of fear and fear keeps you small and fear keeps you safe and fear and the ego team up to make things really complex. So you'll run out of energy. You won't do them and you'll just end up living in your head. Oh, it's beautiful to live in your head. It's safe there. But oh, look at all the neurochemicals you're releasing and the fear invoked state you're creating and what you're doing to your body by quote unquote living in your head. You're in the business of imagining the worst possible outcomes. You're fabricating an emotional response, sending it to your body, deregulating your nervous system and staying stuck by the very constraint of the story that you're producing with your mind alone that is anchored to the past, that is bringing in thoughts that are not even yours, that are keeping you where you are. Let's deconstruct that shit immediately, my friends. Please start. If you have something in you to share with the world, please start. 
If you're working in corporate metaphorical America and you want to start reading tarot or you want to be a healing coach or you want to quit your job right now and go travel for four months, whatever it is, align with your heart and just do it. Take the leap, take the chance, feel through all the emotions, lean on those around you for support and know that you are the creator. And all you have is this moment. All you have is today. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Enjoy the present. And the greatest present and gift that you can give to the world is your authentic truth. Thanks for tuning in. Episode four of Unapologetically You. I'm John Bloomberg, and I look forward to spending more time with you. Sending you love, light, and courage as we journey together. We'll see you next week for episode five. Bye for now.